So anyway, I spoke last week on having confidence to draw near. Our new subject is drawing near to God. You know, this is just an applicable title right now for where we're at. We need to all really focus in on God. And, um, but this week, I want to talk on the keys from Psalm 100 to draw near to God. There's certain things that we need to put into our life. We can read from the Scriptures in drawing near. So if you've got your Bibles with you this morning, I want to turn to Psalm 100 and read from 1 to 5. And um, small psalm, but uh, a good psalm. If you've got that with you. It says, a psalm of praise. Make a joyful noise to Jehovah, all you lands. Worship Jehovah with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know that Jehovah, He is God. He has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and enter His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. For Jehovah is good, His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures to all generations. Let's just pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I just thank You for Your truth this morning. Father, we can enter into Your presence today. God, no matter where we are, inside, outside, wherever, we can come before You. Father, we thank You that we can do that. That is a privilege to do that. And we thank You that You make a way when there sometimes seems to be no way. We give You all the praise this morning. As we look at Your Word, God, instruct it to us. Let's take this in, in Jesus' name. And all the people said, Amen, amen and Amen. It's all the different sections here. It's like... They're the cheap seats at the back, are they? <laughs> you must pay good money to be in the front row here. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Okay, let's have a look at it. We're going to look at that scripture today because I think it's very applicable to where we're at right now. Psalm 100 verse 1. Let's start at the top of there. It says, Make a joyful noise to Jehovah, all you lands. Worship Jehovah with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. You know, when I read that verse... I, and quite often in the scriptures, what they call this like a Hebrewism, where they repeat the same sort of thought again, but perhaps using different words. But when I looked, I saw something different. I thought, hmm, make a joyful noise to Jehovah, Jehovah being the Jewish word for God. Uh, in case people think we're anything connected with Jehovah's Witnesses. No, we're not. <laughs> uh, make a joyful noise, noise to Jehovah, all you lands. It says, worship Jehovah with gladness and come before his presence with singing. So here it says, make a joyful noise. I think God said that to make, you know, to make a joyful noise, to cover the bases because he knew that some of us can't sing. <laughs> and sometimes it is just a noise. Have you ever been next to that person and go, oh my goodness. <laughs> so God thought, no, we want everyone to enjoy, you know, to come before my presence. So make a joyful noise, as long as it's joyful and it doesn't want sort of noise. Um, and some are pretty noisy. It may not be joyful to you, but it certainly is to God. So no matter how we come, it says, make a joyful noise. But, you know, it also says that we come before Him with singing. Singing is so important. And, um, you know, I was just looking into this whole thing because I know singing has so much that is a benefit to each one of us, not just in the sense of a context of our spiritual lives, which I'll get to in a minute. But when I had a look up on this little uh, thing on Google, <laughs> it, it talked about some science they've done in the study of singing. And according to the science, there are 10 key benefits of raising your voice in song. 10 key bases. So I'm just going to quickly go through this. First of all, it relieves stress. They found singing reduces stress levels where the participants were singing in a group by themselves. 
Sometimes when I sing, it causes stress <laughs> on others around it. <laughs> but like I said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. <laughs> I take that on board. Number two, it stimulates the immune response. You know, in this time, people have been fearful, scared, and whatever. And even them saying, you can't sing, is absolutely ridiculous. And you know why they're saying it? Because they understand when you're joyful and you're singing, your immune system rises up. It becomes stronger. And you see, right now, we've got the attack of the enemy, right, was going on in this world, trying to shut down that voice to make you feel lowly and all those things. It also increases pain threshold, not to those that can't sing, uh, you know, it's like... Uh, through release of endorphins. When you start singing, you know, the pain kind of drops away a little bit because it releases these powerful endorphins. Hey, here's a good one. Apparently it can, it can improve or it may improve snoring. How's that? <laughs> That's why I always make sure we do plenty of singing here because I see some of you nodding off sometimes. And <laughs> it also improves lung function. Singing increases the amount of oxygen in your blood. It also improves your mood and a greater sense of social connection. You know, it's so good. You see it like, um, uh, particularly you see it in England, uh, the soccer fanatics there. They all got their songs they sing together, you know. There's just this whole connection that takes place, as it does in our church when we come together and we sing the Word of God, you know. We, we just get that kind of sense of belonging and being together. It also, number six, develops a sense of belonging connection. In a 2016 study involving 375 adult participants, researchers found that people who sang together in a group reported a higher sense of well-being and meaningful connection than people who sang solo. So even like us coming together, singing together, there is more there than what there is solo. Researchers have found that. Number seven, it enhances memory in people with dementia. You know, it's funny, uh, you know, people can remember songs. You know, yeah, they forget your names and, and things like that. But they found as they practice singing, that stimulated the brain and they started out where they're able to remember things they couldn't before. Singing is powerful. It helps with grief, singing with the emotional pain, sorry, singing helps with the emotional pain you feel after you've lost someone you love. Uh, number nine, improves mental health and mood. Researchers found that participants reported improvements in their mental health, mood, sense of well-being, and feeling of belonging as a result of those singing workshop, workshops. Uh, number 10, helps improve speaking abilities. I always found this one very interesting. I, I think one of the uh, shows might have been uh, Australian Idol, one of those, there was a particular speaker who had a stutter. I can't remember his name now. Harrison Craig, yeah. And he'd get stuck every so often like that. But when he sang, you have no idea that he had a stutter. There's something powerful about singing. But that's the health benefits. There are 10 of them. But there is a greater thing when we sing and we praise God because the power of God is released. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, there's a great story of this, of King Jehoshaphat. Sorry, it's early morning. I haven't got my mouth working. <laughs> I'll catch up later, though. Uh, <laughs> in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we read about King Jehoshaphat, who served the Lord with all his heart. He took away the idols that the people had been worshipping and drew their hearts back to God. You know, it says, One day a messenger came to him and said, There's these armies approaching us, great armies that outnumber ours. You know, Je Jeho oh, yeah, there is that one again. <laughs> I beat you, beat you, but well, that's all, folks. Um, King Jehoshaphat, 
uh, could have ran at that stage. Like, if you know there's a big, massive army coming against you, what's your first response? Like, for some, run, run for it. They come in, run. Everyone, run. <laughs> but it says in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 3, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to see. He did fear. He thought, oh, my goodness. But his response was, he set himself to seek Jehovah and called for a fast throughout all Judah. He called them to do a fast from food because he knew that's where the answer was. It wasn't going to help running away because they would just chase you. You have been chased. You know, you know, you just can't get away. You have to face your fears. You have to face things. King Jehoshaphat knew the answer was not to run away, even though the army coming against him was greater than his, as I said, but to draw near to God, to seek him. That was the answer. He knew that running away is not going to do anything. But I know my God is able. I know my God is bigger. My God can do this. Well, I need to go to my God. I need the people to also join me. So they called a big fast and a prayer session. And it says, because he sought after God, God answered his prayer. In 2 Chronicles, 2, uh, sorry, 2 Chronicles 20 verse 14, it says, After praying, the Spirit of Jehovah came on the Levite Jehaziel. I think that's how you say it. And uh, it says, and he said, Listen, all Judah, and you people of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, so says Jehovah to you, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And it goes on to say that um, King Jehoshaphat consulted with the people and he appointed singers to Jehovah and praises to praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise Jehovah for his mercy endures forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, Jehovah set ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir and who came against Judah and they were beaten. So here we are. Here's the mighty armies coming against King Jehoshaphat. They've prayed, they've fasted and now they assemble their most powerful weapon, the worship team. <laughs> worship team went out there and started praising God. And as they started praising God, it says, as I just said then, they were beaten. Not, they were just um, obliviated. Imagine just going there, just singing a song, and God's just doing all the work for you. You know, like, wow, this is great. They're all falling. I haven't touched them with a sword. Oh, there goes another one. Oh, there's another one. All right. Yeah, don't mess with us. We're the people of God. We got the voice. When we start praising God, there is power in that. The power is released. And as they sang Jehovah, for his mercy endures forever, praise Jehovah. That's all they sung. There was no other words. It was a short song. Uh, praise Jehovah, for his mercy endures forever. The enemy started to fall. The enemy collapsed. And they were victorious. What a weapon. What a weapon. We look at Paul and Silas in the 16th chapter of Acts. They were cast into prison. Their feet put in stocks. But it says at midnight all changed. But at midnight, Silas prayed and sang and praises to God. And it says in Acts 16, 26, And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and all the bonds were loosened. I'm telling you, when you start to sing, something happens. Something happens when we start to sing. This is not just a, a sing-along time with a bouncy ball on the screen. We are, <laughs> we are doing some amazing things when we praise and believe God. God moves. Because it says in Psalms 23, verse 3, he inhabits the praises of his people. So when we praise, God turns up. And when God turns up, all things are possible. Anything is going to happen. The enemy flees. See, as we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. The key is that we draw near to him. And we, he, he meets us because 
He's always there, open for us. His arms are open to us today. So when we go further down, we see draw near. It says, uh, sorry, in Psalm 100 verse 3, it says, Know that Jehovah, He is God. He has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. As we draw near to Him, we understand that we are before the Maker, our Creator of the universe. There is no other like that. As we draw near, we see and understand the presence of Him. The emphasis in this verse here is that God made us. We had no part to play in it. You know, it's not like God was asking any of us advice how to make a human being. And uh, like, what, what do you think? Two arms, three arms, a couple of heads? I don't know. Some people reckon they've got it. No, I won't say that. That's just... <laughs> Might be somebody listening. To it. Yeah. Anyway, that's a <laughs> naughty pastor. Um, okay. <laughs> But the emphasis here, know that Jehovah, He is God, all right? God wants you to know that there is no other. There is no other. He alone is God. Yeah. Know who He is. He has made us and not we ourselves. We are His people. Isaiah 68, sorry, 64 verse 8 says, But now, O Jehovah, you are our Father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. We are, he is the potter, we are the clay. He molds and makes us. We, we don't have, he doesn't need to consult us in any of this, all right? He knows what he's doing. Some of us are a bit of a control freak and we like to throw our two pence worth in. And, but, uh, you know, God's got it covered. He knows what he's doing. And because God made us, we are the property of God. He owns the painting on us. Yeah. Not the psychopath uh, Bill Gates, who's trying to, change our DNA and uh, bring about a painting on that. God owns us. Nobody else does. Nobody has a right to us. God owns us. We need to know that we need to know the God we worship. How do you worship God if you don't know him? You know, quite often we come, we come to worship God, but who is that God you're worshiping? You know, um, I've often been in, uh, particularly overseas, people use the word God in different uh, countries and it's a different God. You know, if you say, if you're a Muslim, you would say, Allah is your God. But we know he's different to the God of our God because our God has a son. Allah has no son. So we know we're talking about two different gods. So we can never say that we're praise and worship in the same God, which is kind of very common out there. People go, oh, it's all the same God anyway. It doesn't matter if you're Hindu, this, whatever. And I said, yes, it does. It's a complete different deity that you're worshiping. So we need to know who our God is. And if I was to quickly whizzer, survey out right now, what would you answer to if I said, who is your God? I'm sure there's lots of things that come to mind. But in the Old Testament, there was particularly eight compound names for the name of God, which described his character and his nature. He was called Jehovah Jireh. Jireh means the one who provides. He is the God who provides for us. You know, we can go to him if we have need. It says, make your request known to him. And as we make our requests known to him, he knows your needs already before you ask, but you need to ask. You know, it's like with our parents have got kids. You know, we, want, we sometimes know what they want, but we're waiting for them to ask. You know, we want it because it's just trained them to be uh, reliant on you and know that you have the best in mind for them. It also says he's the uh, Jehovah Rafi, which Jehovah heals. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. I am not Hebrew. <laughs> um, he is the God who heals. 
in his character, he is the healing God. As we need healing, we can go to him. He is the Jehovah Nissi, which is the banner. He is a Jehovah Rohi, my shepherd. He is Jehovah Shalom, which most people know Shalom meaning peace. He's the peace that surpasses all peace. He is a God, uh, Jehovah Shammah. He is there. He is there for you. Sometimes we feel that God is so far away when you're going through turmoil, through troubles, but He is there. He is there with you always. He is uh, Jehovah to seek in you. I don't know how you say that, but yeah. <laughs> our righteousness. Anyway, He's our righteousness. In Him, we are all righteous. And lastly, He is our Makadesh. The Lord who sanctifies us, sets us apart. They are the compound names that you need to understand who your God is. And represented all in the name of Jesus. See, as we draw near to God, we experience all the benefits. See, when you know your God, you know you can experience the benefits. It says in Psalm 103 verse 2, it says, and further down, Bless Jehovah, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Wow, isn't this great? Have we forgotten his benefits this morning? Do we forget to go to God when we have need? Because there's benefits. Let me read on. He is the one who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from ruin, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who redeems your life from ruin, who crowns you... I just said that, didn't I? <laughs> Sorry. Who satisfies your mouth with good, your youth is renewed like the eagles. Jehovah works righteousness and judgment for all who are pressed down. These are the benefits of knowing your God. You know, it's like, well, you face a situation, you can just pull it out and go, well, I know God's got that covered. Because he, if my life feels like it's ruined, He redeems me from that. He redeems me from so many things. And when we know our God, we can have confidence, boldness to draw near to Him, knowing that He will hear and He is just to do so. But that's why we draw near with a thanksgiving heart. The next part of that passage we were talking about from Psalm 100, uh, verse 4 says, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful to Him and bless His name. For Jehovah is good, His mercy is everlasting, His truth endures all generations. We don't enter into His presence using a QR code. Amen? You do not have to QR code in to enter the presence of God. Amen. It's about the one thing you don't need to these days. But we must enter into His courts with thanksgiving. Enter His courts with praise. You know, this is when we come together, we, we start off. That's why we start off. We sing songs because we're actually preparing ourselves. We're entering into His gates. It's like a picture of the temple courts, as Corey said earlier. You know, we're entering into those courts. We're entering them with thanksgiving. You know, you've got to be reminded what God has done for you. You've got to start thinking like that. When you come to the presence of God, don't just see Him as like your old mate down the road kind of thing. It's like, no, I'm entering like the holy God has done everything for me. My life is dependent on Him. Entering the gates with thanksgiving and into His course of praise. So when we get into the gates, when we enter in, then we praise Him because there's no other place we can go to but praise because you know who He is. All through the Psalms, we see this. In Psalm 118, it says, Oh, give thanks to Jehovah, for He is good because His mercy endures forever. All through the Psalms, it starts off, Oh, give thanks to Jehovah. Oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks. God is good and worthy of all praise. I just realized I spelt the word all wrong. A-L. <laughs> I've missed something there. <laughs> all praise with two L's. 
And today, if you haven't experienced His goodness, now is the time to draw near and ask Jesus into your life. I'm telling you, God is open for you. So you draw near to Him, you experience Him. So many people say, I can't get there because I've been such a bad person. You know, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Put up your hand if you're a good person in this place. Well, that's everyone that's out of it. So, uh, <laughs> so we're all together sinners before God. And, but God is just and loving to each one of us that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever shall believe in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. He gave us a right to enter into His course. He gave us a right to come before Him. We weren't deserving. There's nothing we could do, not one single thing that we could do to make that way. Unfortunately, some religions today believe that it's on works that you get to heaven you know they they do all the stuff the door knocking and stuff and whatever because they believe that that's how they enter heaven but our bible tells us the truth and it says the truth will set you free if you're if you're thinking that the truth today will set you free you only enter in by one person the name of jesus who shed his blood on the cross for you and i that we should have life eternal that we should not have to fear anymore because he is with us and for us And in closing this morning, if you have never made that decision for Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity right now. God is for you. He is not against you. God loves you. He has proven that. He's done everything He can prove that. He gave His only Son to prove that. So this morning, as as we finish, just close your eyes right now. I want to give an invite for those that may never have given a name to Jesus, for those that have never experienced the presence of God. He is near. He is near right now, even as I speak. He's speaking to people, touching people. Father, we thank you. And this morning right now, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that for anyone here today that's not given their life to Jesus, never encountered the experience of the living God or fallen away from that. Perhaps you once traveled with God and things got messy and you blamed God for things that wasn't His fault anyway and you turned your back on Him. Well, now today is the day to come back. Perhaps you're in the third case of light or category of not knowing even if you are for Him or against Him. You've made decisions before, but you don't know where you are. You're just totally confused. It doesn't matter where you stand today. The important thing is that you stand for Him. So I want to ask you this morning, if you would like to give your life to Jesus Christ, to experience the presence of God, to enter into those courts, to know that He is with you for always. He'll be with you to the ends of the earth, it says. If you want to know and experience the love of God like you never have, to know that your sins are forgiven, now is the time. And it's just one prayer away, inviting Jesus into your life. If that's you in this place today, with every head bowed, eye closed, just raise your hand so I can see that, so I know who I'm praying for. I'd love to pray with you this morning to introduce you to Jesus that you may know Him and know that you are secure even in this crazy world. The Bible tells you how this world will end and we win. We are on the winning team. But you've got to be on the winning team because things are going to get messy. Things are going to get ugly. They've already started. But we know God's going to turn around. There's a rescue mission. Jesus is on that rescue mission for you. And so this morning, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, now is the time. Just raise your hand wherever you are and I'll just pray with you, pray for you. Believe that God will come and meet with you this morning.
this morning, I want to pray for us as a body, as a church, that we stand strong in this time, that we know God has got it covered. This is not a surprise to God. He wrote the book. He wrote the end. He knows what's coming. He knows how to prepare His people. He will not desert you. He will never leave you nor forsake you, says His Word. God is for you. God loves you this morning. And so you need to stand strong on that and go to Him. Draw near to Him in your times of distress. Draw near to Him in your times of need. For He is our Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is all those things I listed before. He is our God. Know that He is our God. Know that He is our God. We are the sheep of His pasture. Father, I pray for everyone here today that God, as we leave this place, that You'll bless them. God, You'll go with them. Let them be strong in the joy of the Lord. For the joy of the Lord is our strength as we sing, as we praise, as we dance, whatever You want to do. Joy is our weapon. Singing is our weapon. Praising is our weapon before the living God. Father, I pray today that You'll bless everybody here. That God, You touch everybody. And God, not only You touch us, but You touch others through us. For those that are worried in this world right now, these with no hope, that God, we can speak to them and give them the hope. For we know what is coming before us. And we can stand tall because we stand in Your name. For greater is He who is in us than He who is in the world. Nothing, no enemy can stand against us. No enemy. As we lift up our voices, as we lift up the name of Jesus.